In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Do you need a little encouragement these days? Who doesn't, right? We all need encouragement. Maybe it's a word of praise from a teacher. Maybe it's loving compassion from a spouse. Maybe it's understanding or support from a good friend. Maybe it's a reminder of God's truth in his word from a fellow Christian. And maybe with the struggles in your life that are dragging on, that can so easily discourage you with no end in sight. The Apostle Paul has some words for us today. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. That's why God put you here this morning. That you would not be alone. That you would have fellow believers to encourage you as you walk this life, for it is not good to be alone. We are not created for aloneness. We were created for fellowship in the image of God's fellowship, Trinitarian fellowship, our union with God, the cause of our union with one another. So that we are here today, one body, one communion of saints, heaven and earth, united together. We are not just a bunch of individuals gathered together. We have an interconnectedness, a communion in Christ, so that when one suffers, we all suffer. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. And Christ, too, with us as well. We all need this. Encourage one another with these words. When Paul wrote these words to the Thessalonians, Christians were troubled and deeply concerned that those who had died were going to miss out on Jesus' return. They felt lost. Not so, Paul tells them. For while death seems final and awful to us, it is exactly death that Jesus has destroyed, and he did and he will. So those who had already died aren't going to miss out on anything. In fact, they will be raised first. They may be dead to you now, but they are not dead to our Lord Jesus. They're just sleeping. He knows them just as he knows you. We will be together again with the Lord, so don't be discouraged. And don't let your fellow believers get discouraged either. Encourage one another with these words, with the word of God, that is, that is the key. The word of God. Don't encourage with just happy platitudes and wishful thinking, but with the word of God that is living and active, powerful and trustworthy, and makes things happen. 
The word that in the beginning said, let there be, and there was. The word that told dead people to rise, and they did. The word that absolves your sins and mine. This word is the word of encouragement that we need, that we need to hear and are privileged to speak. Now, sometimes that word of encouragement will be an encouragement to believe, like Paul spoke to the Thessalonians. But sometimes it also may be a word of encouragement to repent, like the prophet Amos spoke. We need both. But whether a word of law or a word of gospel, they will be words that always point to Jesus and the hope that we have in him alone. That in these gray and latter days, as the scripture calls them, We know that the Lord is still upon his throne and still ruling all things for the good of his church and the good for you. Even if it doesn't seem like it. For he has seen it all before. And worse ones than this. Political divisions. Yep. World wars, in fact. Rampant sin and unbelief. Rebellion, sounds like Old Testament Israel. Disease, he cured them all, even cancer. Really bad sinners, he forgave them. Really hardened persecutors, he turned, to the, he turned them to him like Paul himself. Kingdoms rising, kingdoms falling, and through it all, the church has remained. The words still preached, the sacraments given, sins forgiven, believers taken home. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. There's always something going wrong. There is always something falling apart. There is always one kind of bad news after another. But if this life, this world, is not all there is, and it's not, of course, Encourage one another with these words, namely this, that the bridegroom is coming for his bride, that Jesus died and rose again, not for himself, but for you. That the day is coming when the struggles and the difficulties and the sicknesses and the divisions and the death of this world is going to be over and there will only be life and beauty. So we have a sure and certain hope and a future in Christ that gives us hope and encouragement today to persevere, to help others, to be ready when the bridegroom comes. So how do we do that? How are we ready for when the bridegroom comes? Is by waiting where the bridegroom is already coming. Makes sense, doesn't it? If you're waiting for a ball game to start at 12 o'clock, you sit on the field. If you're waiting for the waitress to serve you a meal, you do so in a restaurant. So if you're waiting for the bridegroom to come, you do it where he comes now, here, at this altar. Here where he comes and speaks, here where he comes and washes, here where he comes and adopts you as his child, here where he comes and feeds you with his lifeblood, here where he forgives sins, 
Every Sunday is a little rehearsal for the last day. So here is where you fill up with the oil of faith and the forgiveness of sins. And then we take the encouragement that we receive from here, from the Lord, and we take it into the world to encourage others to give forgiveness, to give love, to give mercy, to give truth, to give life to a world that so desperately needs it, to those who need a word of encouragement, to those who need Jesus. So that when the bridegroom returns, they too will have the oil of faith and the forgiveness that they need, because sadly not all will. In Jesus' parable, there were not only five wise virgins, but five foolish ones, five who were not ready. Perhaps we should blame the bridegroom for taking so long to come, but he delays not so some will run out, but so that more will be ready. He delays in mercy like he did in the days of Noah when finally the day comes and after the door was shut, the door of the ark, God didn't send the flood immediately. He waited 120 years. And not because Noah needed that long to build it, but so that people would repent and return to him. He is merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in love. He wants all to be saved. It doesn't matter how foolish you may have been in the past. It doesn't matter how foolish you are now. The bridegroom comes with his gifts for you today so that when the day of the wedding feast comes, you will be ready, ready to enter into joy, the unending wedding feast of heaven, ready to enter not just as a guest, but as the bride. For truly, that is who you are, all of you, the bride of Christ, all one body, together as one here, so that we may be together as one forever. Encourage one another with these words. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, to life everlasting. Amen. <laughs>